4: Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. You know what that means. Paula is in the studio with me live. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And this is The Word to Stand On for Life, the date day edition of the program. Um, we're here to take your phone calls, answer your questions, Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life, questions that you might have for Paula today, anything and everything you need only to call us. 210-340-9585 is our main number. If you're outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And as always, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to, to call is to use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, welcome to the show.
5: Thank you.
4: We've been hanging out today.
5: Every Thursday, my baby. <laughs> Who says it? <laughs> oh, never <you're right. laughs> It's, I, it's I can't read your It's an inside joke. Okay. It's an inside joke. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can't read your mind. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Anyway, for you out there in the radio listening audience, it's private. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well,
4: it's so private. I don't know. You
5: can't even figure yeah, it out. As so. well, soon as I tell you, you'll be like, oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, on this coming Sunday, I'm inviting everybody to church again. Uh, We had a wonderful Christmas, two services. It was really kind of nice, but it felt so bizarre. I
4: felt lazy.
5: Me too. I feel like (laughs) I'm up, I'm dressed, I'm ready to go. But sit down, because church is not going to start for another hour and a half. Um, But yeah, so this this coming Sunday, New Year's Day.
4: I mean, this is our last date day show in 2022.
5: I know. I know, but I'm looking forward to all the date days next year, so I won't be sad that this one's coming and going. But anyway, um, so 9 and 11, and the worship team is going to do five songs. Usually we just do four. We well, do because five, we have three
4: services, uh-huh. we don't have time. We barely have time for the four to uh-huh. fit in. Uh-huh. But this time, we we have time for uh, for five songs. I just... Last week for Christmas, I had him do six. Yeah,
5: it was amazing yeah. too. So if if you weren't here last week, you missed out. Don't miss out this time. So nine and eleven this coming Sunday, and then the other. And thing, you're going
4: to be on the worship team this week.
5: I get to be on the worship team this time. Cool. Yeah, so that's always fun.
4: Oh, and I should say this: tomorrow is Pastor Lane's birthday.
5: He'll be fifty. 50.
4: Yeah, I'm wow. going to have to train him for somebody younger.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jocelyn's birthday was yesterday. Yeah. Pastor Lane's his tomorrow. But Jocelyn's right.
4: younger. Yeah. So That's i got to right. trade pastor. If I want to be cool, Uh huh. i yeah. got to have young, hip guys and 50. <laughs> he's over the hill now? Yeah, he's over the Check hill. Kick him out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, and, and you know this. I wouldn't trade my worship pastor for anybody in the world. Yeah, no. I hit the jackpot, yes, and he's just here. been such a blessing. Yeah,
5: yeah. We The Lord has... Really blessed us with a, a, an outstanding staff from everybody. Just, uh, this is amazing. And their wives, I, you know. I just We couldn't have picked them ourselves. God knows what he's doing. We just got the best. So for the rest of you pastors out there, you probably say the same thing. But, you know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opinionated today, aren't I? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to just say a shout-out to... Ernest and Yvonne, who we met this morning, their first time at the breakfast restaurant that we go to. They were just so sweet. And you could you could see they were like, What should we get? What should we get? So I, I said, Is this your first time here? And they're like, Yes. I said, Whatever you get, it's going to be great. Don't be don't don't worry. So um, she turned around, Yvonne did and said, Oh my goodness, you were right. <laughs> and I had told him, I said, Once you taste the food, you will come back. And so she says, Oh my goodness, and we're coming back. I said, I know, I know. You know, but yeah, they've been married 28 years, got a couple of kids and some grandkids, and of course, she started it. I mean, I started the conversation. No, she didn't. I I went to
4: the restroom, (laughs) came back, and you were at their table.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I was at their table, but she started this part. She brought out, she showed me pictures of her and a grandson. Then it was on, you know, because grandmas, we got pictures. I said, Oh, you want to see a picture? I got a picture. So I showed her. Both of our kids, their wives, our grandkids. She's like, you're my new best friend. <laughs> well, that's, that's my thought. So, <laughs> but Ernest and Yvonne, it was just so sweet. That,
4: that's why, you know, I, I say all the time, if you, if you expect God to bless you every day mm-hmm. and you're, you're ready for it, yeah. it's always there. We got to meet some really neat people. They weren't the only ones in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, we just had a blast at yeah. the restaurant. And, and, by the way, speaking of grandchildren, yes. our producer, Sam. Became a grandfather (laughs) for the very first time yesterday.
5: I know. It's so strange. When I look at him now, he's just not the same look. You know, he's just not the same look. I was like, hey, Grandpa. (laughs) 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 And he gives that look like, oh, it's so bizarre.
4: So you're saying what you're saying is he's aged 10 years in the last day and a half.
5: Yeah. Pretty okay. much, yeah. It's just when you have that first grandchild, it, life just changes. Just like when you have your first child, uh, you're an adult now. And, and, and now, his, when you're a grandpa, you're <laughs> an old adult. His wife,
4: Dawn, <laughs> was in here yesterday, uh-huh. and she said, "I'm too young to be a grandmother." Yeah, I can't believe I'm a
5: grandmother. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. happens to all of us. Yeah, she's too young. Sam's not. <laughs> 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 so anyway, well, so, you know, you always ask me. So, what are we going to talk about? On the radio program. So in the middle of the night, I sat straight up in bed. And, and I, woke me up in the and I, Well, you know. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> I, and you you made mention of that, and I was like, hey, look, you put this pressure on me. What are we going to talk about on the radio? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. So I'm, I'm writing down my notes so I can read it, barely. But prepare your mind for action. You know, the the Lord is... We're getting ready to go into 2023. And you've been telling us that we need to toughen up. We need to be in the word because if we're not, we're going to be won over by this tough, hard world. Um, and so and
4: Let's stop there for a minute. And I want everybody in this audience to know as well. Uh, that The reality is, and we watch it every day. We watch this affect people that we love deeply every day. But men and women, Christians who are not in the word, are being won over by the world that we live in, mm-hmm. by this onslaught of propaganda, this brainwashing that goes on through media, social media, and all other expressions of, of communication, um, um, and 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 they're they're changing their positions on things, which actually makes a mockery of our faith. You know, we tell people we're believers, we love Jesus and we've been sharing, and yet the minute somebody in our family comes up and they're married to or, or they're, they're, they're involved in a same-sex relationship or they're transgender, well, you know, it's my son or it's my daughter and I've got to love them, and, and we, we make a mockery of our faith. And the reality remains that, that if we're not in the Word, if we're not renewing our thinking... Uh, being transformed, uh, as Paul says in Romans twelve, uh, this world is going to overwhelm us, mm-hmm. and there's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it is one of the most painful things that I um, I watch um, year in and year out. And and the the speed at which this is happening is uh, overwhelming. It's overwhelming. You know, Paul. I know you got a lot of stuff, but uh, but uh, you and I were talking early this morning. Mm-hmm. And I made the comment to you that you know um, in February it'll be thirty two years I've been walking with the Lord and and you know you go through all of those years of maturing in your faith and making mistakes and and learning things, and certainly I think that's important for all of us. but here I am thirty two years later, and the Lord has just shown me that it's more simple than we ever made it. You know we say here, just be with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think as Christians, we need to to, to really decide whether or not we believe the Bible. You know, there's so many things going on and people are sad and people are depressed and the world is tough. And uh, we deal with with people all the time in those situations. And, uh, you know, when we say, look, just hang out with Jesus, it's got to be more than that. It can't be that simple, but it really is. Do you really believe the word in his presence is the fullness of joy? Do you believe that or not? And we've got to make a decision. Do we believe that? I don't feel like God loves me, but nothing can separate you from the love of God. Mm-hmm. That's what Romans eight says. Do you believe that? And I think we've got to be honest with ourselves, Paula, and and at least confess if we don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, you and I, when we tell people these things, they say, "Yeah, but what about this? What about this?" Look, it's. Uh, do you believe this or not? If it's true, then you hang out with Jesus, and things are going to get better. Mm-hmm. And And I've had people say, "Well, it's not as simple as you're making it." And I've challenged every one of them, "Well, tell me why it's not this simple. Do you believe that the joy of the Lord is your strength? Do you believe that in his presence is the fullness of joy and And if that's not true, then what are we stuck with? Mm-hmm. And I think most Christians will say, "Well, I believe it's true, but and and Jesus doesn't give us any room for buts, yeah. it really is as simple as hanging out with Jesus. And your attitude changes, your experiences change, the, the the power of the Holy Spirit flowing upon you and through you changes. Everything changes when you get your eyes off yourself. You said a few minutes ago that, that I say we have to toughen up. Mm-hmm. Um, but more than that, Paul, I think we've got to get over ourselves, our past, um, um, the things that have happened to us that we're still... Mm -hmm. dwelling Mm -hmm. uh, with, you know, uh, years after the fact. I think what we've got to be able to do is say, look, either the Bible's true, the old is gone, the new has come, or it's not true. And either God's grace is sufficient. I always think of the Apostle Paul begging uh, the Lord, to let this this, this thorn in the flesh, mm-hmm. let, get, take this away. Mm-hmm. Three times. And three times the Lord said no, and finally said, my grace is sufficient. As you know, with my vision over the last 26 years, mm-hmm. um, um, there, there are, there are uh, tens of thousands of people praying for me, all the time. Um, I pray for me, mm-hmm. you know, but the Lord has said, this is one of these things that's not going to be fixed. That His grace is sufficient, and I can I can whine about that. I can mope about it, or I can just say, Well, well, I I really do believe His grace is sufficient, and I want to see as much as anybody else would want to be healed.
5: More than me, I want you to see.
4: Yeah, but but the reality is is um, um, God is enough. The presence of Jesus is enough during these times, and I just think as Christians, as we go into a new year. Uh, and I'll, I'll be talking about this a little bit in our Sunday Bible study. But as we go to New Year, you know, we're always new starts and we want next year to be better than this year. Mm-hmm. Well, what we need to do is simplify things and just hang out with Jesus. And what we're going to find is in the fruit of the Spirit I did on Sunday, the, mm-hmm. the, that goodness, that contact goodness from being with Jesus mm-hmm. um, is going to affect every one of us. But as long as we keep making it difficult, as long as we're burdened by unbelief, and that's exactly what it is. Uh, do you believe? Well, Lord, I believe, but help me with my unbelief. We we make that sound like it's a spiritual response. It's not. Um, all we have to do is be honest enough to say, Lord, I, I just don't believe it. Your word says this, I don't believe it. And at least that's an honest heart that he can deal with. Mm-hmm. And probably what Jesus will do is say, well, you know what, why don't you hang out with me for a little while, and then we'll see if you believe it or <laughs> not.
5: See, I think that's the thing. We're not hanging out nearly enough. We haven't given the Lord... That opportunity um, to grow our faith. You know, He's talking about a new year, new start, and honor and glory only for the Lord. If we would get that focused, then it it's not about us, you know, because um, we think, um, well, I know I did. I'm thinking if I'm walking with Jesus, it's going to be milk and honey, roses, and no, no hardship. Yeah.
4: I wonder if Jesus thought that going down the Via della Rosa. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Paul, we got a couple of calls waiting. So why don't we take those and then we'll come back and and I'll just start and shut up and let you. Oh no, no, no. no. <laughs> Let's first go to Jimmy from San Antonio on line one. Well, Jimmy, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, sir. Hi, Jimmy. Happy New
3: Year. Happy New Year. Uh, Merry Christmas. Oh, I will tell you that? Already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah now I was listening to your program yesterday. That that was this guy that I watched Chosen too. But I mean, I mean that um. I, you know it was uh you were saying that one that one guy said well i don't I have struggled with reading the Bible and learning the word or something like that, and then but you know um um it's true what you say because uh if somebody's truly born again, then the Word of God is like beautiful, and then i mean i I don't even know the whole Bible but every time I learn the scriptures or i learn i read the I said whoa, this is like awesome, you know. I mean, the the Word of God has so many um, awesome information, yeah. and I know that He speaks the truth. So I have a passion to learn more and more and more. Like yesterday, I was reading. The, I never read the Book of Romans, right? I never read it. Oh wow! But I was reading it. I was reading it yesterday, and I was like, this scripture just came out at me like God said, "Look, this is this is you." This is you, Jimmy. This is you. This is you because you've been there. Yeah. And it's Romans two thirteen. Yeah. It's not those who listen to the word or those who obey the word. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. wow. Jimmy, I
4: thank you for that because what I want everybody to know is that the the, the Lord will speak to us through his word, and and it happened just as you described it, you know, as you're coming up to a verse, it's almost like he's trying to get your attention. Pay attention, pay attention, <laughs> something's coming. <laughs> and my life has been changed on several uh, occasions because of that type of experience. Jimmy, God bless you. Thank you very, very much. We'll see you soon, I hope. Let's go to line two and talk with Alan from New Brunfels. Alan, thanks for being patient. You're on the air. Good afternoon, Pastor
2: Ron
4: Hi, uh, Alan. hi,
5: Alan.
3: Uh, this morning I had the pleasure of listening to Adrian Rogers. I don't always get the chance to listen to him. and He was talking about uh, the, the Israelites in the wilderness. Correct me if I listen wrong, but the uh, wherever the ark went, the Israelites went.
4: hmm Is that correct? Yes
3: and uh and so he related that to uh us because we need to keep our eyes on Jesus, I think you just already said that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it, it just really hit me hard, yeah, what he, what he was talking, yeah, and um' cause i going through some struggles right now, and I just need to keep my
2: eyes on Jesus,
4: yep. Mm-hmm. And and I think sometimes, uh, Ellen, we get so close to the struggles that we can't see Jesus. And Jesus saying, it's right. okay, it's okay, look up, look up, I'm there. Uh, let me ask you a question, Ellen. I'll bet when you were listening to Adrian Rogers, if you closed your eyes, you <laughs> would have thought that sounded just like Pastor Ron.
5: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, I didn't think about that. But- you yeah. did definitely- <laughs> <laughs> But, but if you go back and listen real carefully, yeah. you'll get it. Uh, <laughs> that's he's but, but it, it, it's, it's got so much meat to share. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like, that's
4: the, that's the voice I want. I, I think that uh, when when Jesus welcomes me to heaven, it's going to sound like Adrian Rogers' voice. So I'd love that, Alan. God bless you. Thank you very very much for the call. Let's go to line three. We've got Kaylee from Shirts. Kaylee, it's so good to hear from you. How are you doing?
2: We're good. How are you?
4: Good, thank you.
2: Um, so, me and Abby just went to the Passion Conference up in Dallas, but we left like halfway through. We felt the Holy Spirit telling us to like get out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was wondering if you knew anything about like the teachers there, because it's from a church. It's from Passion City Church in Georgia. Um, and they have, like, a lot of, like, popular, like, preachers, but it's for, like, young adults. Um, but, yeah, it's, like, I feel like it's in line with the Bible. Like, they start off with the Scripture, but it's very watered down. So I don't know if it's, like, completely false teaching or just maybe we're, like, I don't know, too mature in our faith for it or what. But I'm going to see if you knew anything about that. And-
4: yeah. yeah, uh who were the speakers? I know the passion conferences uh they they have rotating speakers and stuff, but who who were the people that you were listening to?
2: Uh today it was Earl McClellan, uh Don Shree, Wilkerson, and then Ben Stewart. But I've listened to Ben Stewart a couple of times before and I like took away a lot from his sermons. But they have like John Piper and Sadie Robertson and Louis Giglio.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I think Louis's the, the the original founder of these things. And, and like any conference, Kaylee, when you when you run into people like that, you're going to get a mix of the good and the bad. Uh, you know, John Piper, of course, is a uh, um, a Calvinist, hardcore Calvinist, and I wouldn't recommend listening to him at all. Um, uh, Sadie Roberts, and I've listened to Sadie Roberts, and she loves the Lord. It's clear that she loves the Lord. Um, but there's not a lot of depth there, and uh, again, I think you're going to get a mix of good and bad. I'm not a big fan of the conferences in and of themselves because they put on a show. Now, the the passion church that sort of all of this comes from is you know kind of a hip, new, cool thing to do, and and these conferences are are really more pep rally than they are doing anything to honor the lord i i know we in our culture kaylee we like events um but uh you know i think we're, we're really not doing ourselves a favor uh, by relying on events or relying on goosebump experiences when in fact our day-to-day walk with the lord is just got to stay close to jesus got to fight got to stand firm and uh, I, I think probably uh, you leaving was a response to the Holy Spirit uh, saying, yeah, "This just isn't isn't a place that you should be."
2: Uh, we I, like we went a couple of years ago and like it was good, but like the faith was still new, so I was like, "Oh yeah, this is great." But now I'm I was like, "I'm not really getting anything from this. Like I'm not going to be upset if we left." So.
5: Yeah. I, I, in fact, yeah. that's our next subject. We're going to be talking about our progression of faith. We go from, you know, breast milk to steak. Yeah. You, you know,
4: Kaylee, that's a, that's a really neat observation um because as you grow in the Lord, um, we, we get our food from the word. We, we get we get our security from being with the Lord. Our joy comes from being with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And as we mature in the Lord, we don't need the, the pablum that we once got. And one of the sad things, Paula, that I see uh, in our church culture is that we sort of force feed this pablum to Christians long beyond the point where they should. So, Kaylee, I'm proud of you. God bless you. I think that's wonderful that you you recognize that you're, you're maturing. Your faith isn't baby faith anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, serving Jesus is real life. It's yeah. not easy, um, but it's easier than not being with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So anything else, Kaylee? Uh,
5: no, that was all. Thank you.
4: God bless you. Thank you
5: very, very much. Be safe. It sounds like you're driving your car. Yeah.
4: Well, Paula, we got uh, a little over three minutes for this half of the program. Three four zero ninety five eighty five for your live calls and questions. Do you want to set up the next half hour with your three minutes?
5: Um, yeah, when you know when you're talking about preparing your minds for action, I, I continually think of First um, Corinthians fifteen fifty eight, where it says, you know, remain steadfast. Let nothing move you. But how are we going to remain steadfast? By preparing our minds for action The Lord said we will have Trials we will have Tribulation he says You know I came not to Unite the family Necessarily but Not to divide them either but that's just the reality Of what's going to happen You know you're talking about um, I heard the question yesterday Where a husband and a wife aren't even in Agreement on how to approach Or talk with their Son about you know He's hanging out with homosexuals and feels like he's kind of going that way. Well, one says, no, that's not right. And the other one says, oh, it's okay. That's what's gonna happen. Yeah. And the Lord says, that's gonna happen. And somebody's gotta be the, the Christian in the house. And wow, well, it's just a rough yeah. world.
4: Standing firm is gonna have a cost, yeah. a, a temporal cost, it really is. Yeah. Um, but uh over and over, especially the apostle paul's writings it 's one of his recurring themes um hang in there hold hold fast don 't be moved yeah. and and yet the world we live in and and a lot of that world is a professing Christian world, mm-hmm. and we see people being moved and that goes back to the comment I made at the beginning of the program today uh people who are not in the word, and I mean studying the word, not mm-hmm. just having five-minute devotions with the lord Mm -hmm. but but people who are in the word people that don't believe the word is the final authority for life and practice uh they are going to be won over by this world um because it's impossible not to be
5: yeah
4: and uh standing firm is a priority of our bible and we christians now in this time and age we prefer to think that well, the Bible's malleable; it moves a little bit, and God understands my heart here, and and He really doesn't. He just keeps saying, "Stand firm." And the people, we I think we forget this, Paul. The people that were writing those words to us risked their lives daily. Yeah, Paul was thrown in prison.
5: Yeah, Paul's list of persecution is way long. Yeah.
4: So we, we got to stand firm. We'll talk about that on the second half of the program. 340 9585 or toll free 877 630 KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The date, Day edition is before you. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh.
4: Welcome back to the second half of our Thursday, our Date day show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, I'm going to shut up and let you talk. Oh,
5: no, honey, don't do that. It's okay. Um, so talking about the progression of faith, I was, you know, you taught on. Um, let me see, I don't remember what day it was. Yeah, do twelve eighteen, Acts three through one, where you know, uh, Peter's out there and, and and the beggars been there, his whole life pretty much. I'm sure, and um, he's wanting some alms for the poor. Alms for the poor. I'm sure he's saying, and every day they're going by and. And today, you know, the beggar is there and he's alms for the poor and the Lord tells Peter, tell him, money, silver or gold have I none, but what I do have, rise and walk. (laughs) Okay, talk about that, talking about progression of faith. No, I said I was going to be quiet. No, I, I I said no. It's my show today. I get to be the one answering asking the questions.
4: Well, I you know, I know that Peter because he's just like us. Mm-hmm. He's a human. He'd never done a miracle like that before. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Jesus is gone, so now they're on their own. He just preaches this message where 3,000 men plus wives and children get saved. And and he's got to be wondering, what's next? And he walks by this beggar, and the Holy Spirit stops him in his track. Mm-hmm. Now, that beggar has been there every day, mm-hmm. crippled from birth. Mm-hmm. Friends carry him out, or family members carry him there. They come pick him up mm-hmm. every day, a permanent fixture at that magnificent gate. And, and Peter, was that God? Mm-hmm. Was it you, Lord, telling me that? I mean, mm-hmm. he would have had all kinds of doubts. I mean, think about it for a minute. If if he said, get up and walk, and the guy fell down.
5: Mm-hmm, no, no.
4: I mean, Peter's credibility is gone. <laughs> and, you know, we, we've been in situations where the Lord has asked us to do some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. And the first thing we think about is, oh, this isn't God, because that's silly. That doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Well, Peter had to make a decision. At some point, having been used by God, I love the fact that, That just in a matter of hours, God puts him in a position to be used all over again. Not in front of a huge crowd, at least at first. Mm -hmm. But he looks at the beggar and says, "Um, what I have I give to you. Not gold, not silver, but Mm -hmm. in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise and walk. And that guy would have looked at him like, I can't get up.
5: Mm -hmm.
4: Are you being cruel?
5: Yeah, dude, I've been here every day for how long?
4: but but what Peter did was extend his hand to him yeah. took him by the hand yeah. and lifted him up yeah. i love the fact that his feet and ankles grew mm-hmm. strong
5: yeah amazing cuz i'm thinking okay so peter i'm sure he had to go back in his memory bank and that's what we need to do too is how faithful god has been before you know he's told us to do some things and we took him at his word and look what happened we hear that voice and instead of trying to reason it out, that under that understanding, or the that passes understanding, what am I trying to say? You know what I'm yeah. trying to say. The peace, the passes understanding. So, so there had to be some kind of a a peace, like a a, a confidence that this is God.
4: Yeah, I'm I'm not so sure. I, I think Peter said, "Look, if I'm going to be a fool,
5: mm-hmm. be a fool for Christ."
4: I, I mean, it's it's okay. Okay. Um, I, I think it, it was just a matter of obedience. And Peter said, Hey, Jesus said, I can do all things that are possible with God. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take a shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where we don't. We want those assurances. It's yeah. going to work okay. a little bit. Yeah. So I think, I think what Peter just did, he had a split-second decision to make. Am I going to be obedient mm-hmm. or not? And Acts 5.32, of course, says God gives the Holy Spirit to those who are obedient. obedient. Yes,
5: sir.
4: And and at that moment, he became obedient. Mm-hmm. Then that power, um, uh, the, the, the man looked at Peter expecting to get something from him. He had no idea that his whole life was going to change. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that, that when Peter helped him up mm-hmm. and immediately... That's the way Jesus healed. Yeah. Immediately, he got up, and he started jumping for joy.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Can you imagine what he was saying, yelling at the top of his head? <laughs> We're told that he wouldn't let go of Peter and John. Smart guy. Yeah, smart guy. But, but he, he was jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. the reason I point that out is because in our church that Sunday, yeah. I don't change things. The way we do things, we do them the same all the time. Mm-hmm. But on that Sunday prior to um, the, the message that week, and the Lord was um, sort of speaking to my heart and saying, uh, what I want you to do is close differently this week. I want you to tell people, if they need physical healing, mm-hmm. to stand up. And I'm going to pray for them. It was first service. And a lot of people stood up. And um, um, we, were, we were just getting ready to start second service. We're, we're not, we don't have a lot of time between services. Mm-hmm. And there was a woman in our church who grabs me. By the arm, mm-hmm. look, Pastor, look, Pastor, and she's jumping yeah. up and down. Mm-hmm. She's jumping up and down, and um, we're we're in our first worship song. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at her. It didn't register at first. I can't see. I can't focus mm-hmm. on, on people. And then I realized who it was. And she's jumping up and down. And she's Pastor on Pastor. I have been able to do this in I don't know how many years. I think years. she said she's thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah, she's had like
5: eight or nine. Surgeries yeah. on
4: her feet, um, but but her foot <laughs> won't foot, fit on the ground,
5: mm-hmm.
4: and and she's had surgeries and complications from surgeries and pain and all kinds of stuff, and it's just been her life, and now she's literally jumping mm-hmm. a foot off the ground, up and down, up and down, up and down, and we're watching this happen before mm-hmm. our very eyes, mm-hmm. and and she's just praising God, and 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 I had a. a, a an illustration in 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 time and space about what that beggar was doing, what it would have been like. He wouldn't shut up. He wouldn't mm-hmm. stop jumping. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a guy who's been laying here <laughs> crippled forever. Mm-hmm. And and uh, that's what this lady in our church was doing. She was jumping up and down. Um, Pastor Lane on the stage. It was because it was kind of a, a interruption.
5: Yeah, I was on the worship team that day, and I looked over at Pastor Lane because. I could see him, but I didn't see her. She was kind of hidden behind you or to the side of you. So I I heard, I saw his face like, "We're witnessing a miracle right now." And and that was what it is. And she
4: was their first service, and and she's still kind of leaping and rejoicing with the Lord a couple weeks later now. And it's it's just, you know, if if God would have asked me to walk over to her and say, "Rise and walk." I, I I don't I don't think I'd have done it. Mm. I mean, it's church day, and we got we got an order. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, God had a plan for that day, and we had other people that have mm-hmm. reported being healed, mm-hmm. and, and and some from from emotional bondage and things like that. Yeah. But the idea was staggering, uh, in that God wanted to meet her that day, and. Uh, we we got a living, breathing demonstration of what it was like that day at the mm-hmm. gate. Beautiful,
5: mm-hmm. yeah. I'm thinking, you know, because I'm always thinking. Okay, so the guy is running and jumping, and he's hanging on to uh, Peter and John, and uh, he doesn't go back to the gate. Beautiful to beg, but what's he do now? He can go get a job, you know. Um, He can run around telling everybody about Jesus, but he's hanging out with Peter and John, which is great. So he had taken Peter's hand, but he had to get up. And I love the fact that when we reach out our hand to help other people, the lost, the hurting, the hungry, the broken, the needy, the confused, the fearful, the angry, now even the proud and the arrogant, because we all kind of were and can fall into those categories, Peter didn't just let him, let him go You know, he could have said Stop hanging on to us You know, go home now No, 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 he's walking with him To help out until that guy Is really Until the Lord moves Peter on somewhere else And this guy yeah, goes you,
4: you asked today, you said well, well, What do you think his next day was like? Yeah. I mean, did he go get a job? I said, you know what, he didn't let go of Peter and John He followed <laughs> them everywhere he went uh-huh. and, and, you know, he was with Jesus yeah. His whole life had changed. And this was a man who was so grateful. And I think the lesson for those of us who want to progress in our faith, mm-hmm. mature in our faith, is we have to have enough trust in the Lord to walk away from those things that once bound us. And so many people, Paula, are are still plagued by things that happened to them 10, 15, 20, 30 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, people that are, are, are still unable to get over the fact that their mom or their dad didn't love them or wasn't proud of them. Um, um, they're, they're just in bondage to things that happened so long ago. And, and I'm not suggesting they're not real Christians, but what I am saying very clearly is that being a Christian has no practical value. Going to heaven's a great thing, yeah. but in this time and space dimension, mm-hmm. being a Christian has no value if you're going to stay in bondage. Yeah. And we've got to have enough trust to say, get up. That beggar could have got up the next day and said, well, you know, my life was pretty easy. You know, I, I got carried there. They picked me up, and brought me back home when my needs were met. Mm-hmm. Um, or he could have said, you know what? Feet, I'm going to walk. Let's yeah. go. Yeah.
5: yeah.
4: And that's what he chose to do.
5: Yeah. We've got to choose to do the same thing. That's right. It's prepare your mind for action, not still sitting on the pity pot. Yeah. I mean, not just still sitting. It's time to get up and let's go forward with Jesus, leaving our past behind. Yeah. what All those things that happened to us, it forms who we are. But Jesus didn't save us to keep us who we were. We're, we're new in Christ now. And in so, fact,
4: he came to deliver us yeah, from who we were. There's
5: got to be a progression.
4: Um, and, and Paul, so many people, and you deal with this all the time, yeah. live still as victims. Yeah.
5: And, you know, I was telling you today that for a very long time I was living as a victim. And I have uh, uh, my journal books that I kept. And I, I, I can remember so many times saying, stop living as a victim to myself. Stop living as a victim because um, all those thoughts, when, you, when you're trying to move forward with the Lord, the enemy brings it all back. And so it's a decision to remain steadfast. Don't let anything Move you, keep going forward with Jesus, but it's a fight, it's a definite fight. So I understand that, and I'm able to share that with other people now. But for a long time, somebody would tell their story, and I would say, "Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about," and then tell them mine. Yeah. Still, you I've,
4: think you think you had it bad? You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
5: Still the victim mentality. And I was like, "What are you doing? Would you stop that? Because the Lord really wants to use." Us, but he wants to have us comfort others with the comfort we ourselves have received. If we still are stuck, we haven't received that comfort. Yeah, and you can't so you can't help. Have, yeah, you yeah, can't
4: help anybody. Can't help anybody if there. you're still stuck.
5: That's right. And it's, so it's,
4: it's, it's a, you know, Paul. I remember very vividly a, a conference that we were asked to do together, and you were giving your testimony, and I, I'm in the audience, and I could see you getting angry. Mm just just the enemy pushing mm-hmm. buttons mm-hmm. and I could see getting angry and and uh, you know um, the people there probably wouldn't have noticed but I know you so well there was that edge to your voice and telling the stories mm-hmm. uh, it was it was like you were living it all over again mm-hmm. and that's not why God sent you there Yeah, he sent you there
5: I remember it distinctly that was one of those times when the Lord was like wow you need to deal with this. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And so, yeah, but the Lord wants to use it. So the progression of faith is once I was blind. Now I see, ooh, that's another one. That's in John 9, the ba- the guy born blind. You know, he um, says, who, who, um, why who is sin? this guy blind?
4: Yeah, who sinned, him or his parents?
5: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Jesus said, "Neither this man nor his parents, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him." Um, and so, he, the Lord told him, "You know, go. I'm, I'm spit on your eyes. I'm gonna put some stuff on you, and I want you to go over to the pool of Siloam, which means sent, and and wash your face." And he came back seeing. Can you imagine the other guy? He's running and jumping, and this one, born blind, now he can see.
4: Yeah, you said it means sent. Uh-huh. He was sent. To get well yeah. to be better, mm. not sent to stay Just, where he was yes absolutely and, and too many of us um, whether it's PTSD, I'm um, going through the change of life um, <laughs> um, well my, my my spouse deserted me and betrayed me uh, my kids don't love me whatever it is we can't stay in that place yeah. and we've got to leave there and be with Jesus. Mm-hmm.
5: I love the fact that um, people are saying who who knew this former beggar isn't that the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claim that he was. Others said no. He only looks like him, <laughs> you know. Because I like to take the before and after pictures. Mm-hmm. This guy looks so different. People are like, that can't be him, you know. That's another thing. Christians, when we stay stuck, we have that edge, or we have that. Um, that look about us that says, well, I'm a slave, but I'm not really all that happy. There's no joy in my life. You know, you have that "Yeah. Why and, would
4: anybody want yeah. our Jesus if that's the image that we're portraying?
5: Yeah. And so they say, no, he only looks like him. But the man himself says, I am. I'm, I'm the one. I used to be like sad and upset and can't see, you know, groping around, hanging on other people. And they ask, well, how are your eyes open? He replied, the man they called Jesus, not he called Jesus, the man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. And, you know, the story told me to go and wash, and I went, and and they said, well, where is this man? He said, I don't know. Remember, I used to not be able to see. (laughs) (laughs) But when I went and I came back seeing, he wasn't there. So I I didn't know what he looked like to start with, but, you know. Let's go try to find them together. Yeah, mm. So they brought the, you know, and they said, okay, um, the, they're asking him questions. The Pharisees are asking him questions. And talking about his faith progressing, he says, this, the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not keep the Sabbath. And, you know, they uh, accusing Jesus of being a sinner. And so they turn to the blind man. What have you to say about him? It was your eyes he opened. Progression of faith. He is a prophet. How does he know that? He said he he if he could talk to me he said Paula I couldn't see but I could hear mm-hmm. you know they've been talking about this guy this Jesus for a while so that must so they still don't believe him that he had been blind so they went to his parents this your son they said ask him he's he's a grown up yes he was born blind and but now he can see who opened his eyes we don't know and they said ask him. He's of age, they didn't want to be involved because the Pharisees had already decided anybody who you know addresses Jesus as somebody special they're going to be put out of the synagogue. So the parents said, So the second time they summoned the man who'd been born blind, give glory to God by telling the truth. They said, We know this man is a sinner, progression of faith. He replied, whether he is a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see (laughs) (laughs) How are you going to explain that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and what happens is when the scales fall off of our eyes, we're able to see with a different perspective. You know, all those things that happened to us and those people who did those things to us in our past, they're sinners too. And, you know, you've been helping me as I listen to this radio program, um to see things differently. As I'm in the Word, as I'm coming to church and listening, to see Jesus loves everybody. We all are sinners. We're all born sinners. Um, and how many people have I hurt? I mean, even as you're talking about that conference and you could hear that edge, um, that was you. That was me against you still. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know...
4: God was That was many, many years ago, but Yeah it was. Yeah.
5: It was. But I mean I had been saved for a while. Yeah.
4: And we we've all gotta move on. Yeah we've
5: all gotta move on.
4: As we come into a new year, Paula, I think that one of the things that we've gotta do, and this is I hope I, I think important for everybody who's listening, um we've we've gotta refuse to look backwards. You know, if I say all the time, just be with Jesus, he's never going backwards. Mm-hmm. He's not taking you back to the mess that you came from. Mm-hmm. He's not going to turn you uh, in anger against the people that caused you the pain. He's going to keep walking forward until that pain is gone and, and, and you're able to, to forgive the people and understand and pray for them mm-hmm. and really, really want them in heaven. And I think if, if we're, if we're going to come into a new year uh, with hopes that we're going to progress in our faith, You know, from faith to faith, one level of faith, one degree of faith to Mm -hmm. the next, then we've got to resolve in our hearts that that I'm going to leave the past behind. And I say it, it makes people so angry with me, but um, uh, it's true. Um, What happened to you in the past, whether it was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, or 20 minutes ago, doesn't have to affect nor influence one more minute of your life going forward. Yeah. That's a choice we make. And, um, you know, there's so much accountability when somebody says, well, well, I just don't believe that's true. Well, how's it working out for you? Mm. I mean, you're angry, you're down, you're not surviving, you're certainly not thriving. So why not try it Jesus' way? And the reality, sadly, Paula, is that, that we get comfortable as a victim. Mm. We get comfortable blaming other people for the condition of our lives. And um, when that beggar at the Gate Beautiful was told to rise and walk, all he had was Peter's hand to to hold on to, and he had a choice to make. I can stay here and be crippled, or I can take a chance in taking this man's hand and get up. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what he did. I think too many of us uh, right here in San Antonio, Texas, and the surrounding area in 2022, almost 2023— I think too many of us make the conscious choice to sit back down and stay where we are because at least the devil we know. Yeah. We think maybe it's not as bad as the devil we don't know. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is saying, yeah, but if you just change that, how about the Jesus you know? Mm -hmm. It's much better. Let's walk with him. And I love the fact, as I mentioned in the first half of the program, that this guy never stopped jumping and shouting and praising the Lord, and holding on to John and to Peter. And, and I mean, just my life has changed. Mm-hmm. It's been given back to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So, Paula, we're now inside about three and a half minutes from wow. the program.
5: Wow, I'm sorry I've been talking so much.
4: <laughs> <laughs> What's How do you want to finish?
5: You know, today? I was thinking, too. In
4: fact, how do you want to finish 2022?
5: Yeah, 2022. Because, like, Naomi, you know, for somebody who was over in Moab, don't call me Naomi yeah don't call me Naomi call me Mara I'm bitter you know I'm just bitter the Lord Almighty's hand gone out against me kind of thing and you know my life you see was Ruth just, was
4: with Jesus it was a mess Ruth was with Jesus and won Naomi over
5: yeah but I want to go back because those who are maybe have lost hope and they've been stuck like Naomi was but there was still a little bit of something that Ruth saw in Naomi that said, "I'm going to go back yeah. with you, and so if you are down and you've been you know stuck in your past, the Lord even maybe using this radio program today is saying to you, Get up, see jesus' hand you know like peter's hand to the to the beggar and and get up, take his hand, and get up, and he's going to walk you forward." Yeah.
4: And I want everybody to know that the healing will take place immediately.
5: Yeah.
4: You know, you're, the, the devil's not going to give up, and he's going to keep trying to push those buttons. Oh, yeah. But um, do you have enough faith to believe the Word? Yeah. Um, he, he was healed immediately. And uh, you then can make a decision, and when the devil brings those old thoughts, when he's trying to bring me back into captivity,
3: mm-hmm.
4: I can take those thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Yeah. And yeah. I can walk In the wellness of being healed immediately. It doesn't take a a day, it doesn't take a week, it doesn't take a year. It doesn't take therapy. Mm -mm. What it takes is faith. Faith, Do you really believe the promises God has made you? Yeah.
5: The gifts He's given. That was another great study. He's given us, you know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self control. I've been going through that list thinking, I have all those already. Let's use those, you know, not anger or unforgiveness, bitterness, jealousy, or any of those other things. Let's let's walk in the gifts Jesus has given me. Those are way better than the devil's gifts. Yeah, I'm actually going to come back and
4: visit that same passage of Scripture this Sunday. I'm going to do a New Year's message before we go back into the book of Acts. Okay. And okay. I'm going to come back and visit those and and demonstrate, if we'll open those gifts, that was a Christmas Day study, mm-hmm. if we'll open those gifts, mm-hmm. if we'll use them, what our life going forward will look like. Yeah. And, and um, you know what I want for the people here at Calvary Chapel of San Antonio, what I want for the people in this audience is I want them to live the abundant life that Jesus promised all of us. It's our born-again birthright. It's not just a, a casual promise that Jesus mm-hmm. threw out. Um, I would like also, I'm going to take this last minute, Paula, we're here. Uh, A dear friend of ours, Barry Bess, who is an employee at KSLR, is in the hospital now. He's having dialysis. Uh, He is such a wonderful man, a godly man, and great friend of this program and mine personally. Please pray for Barry Bess as he goes through dialysis and goes through this latest health trial. Hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. We'll be back together, Paula, next year on Mm -hmm. the program.
5: Happy New Year.